Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. everybody and welcome back to episode 173 of empty betters i'm your host harrison shoals i'm gonna toss it across the screen to my co-host nick manella what's going on my friend what's up dude happy to be back from ndw you know had some fun at the beach but glad to be back and fired up for this cup final it's gonna be electric yeah we got the cup final preview for uh for this year's stanley cup finals coming at you um, but before we get to that, we'll finish the intros. Going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisco, Mac Vogel. What's going on? What's up, everybody? Happy to be back. I uh, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this, but I haven't really known what to do with myself the last couple days and the next few days without hockey. It feels a little weird, but uh, watching a lot of baseball, so uh, making it work. Yeah, I heard you're a uh, big Austin Voth advocate, so that's good. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> and now I would like to introduce to the show who is no longer named intern, but formal formal member of the show, Mr. Jackson Gross. How you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. Uh, I'm kind of the same boat as Mac, of not knowing what to do overall with being done with college and everything. Uh, Watch the Cubs game today. Uh, David Ross is a fucking moron. I hate him so much. Uh, but outside of that, things are good. Um, got a potential interview for the in arena host for the Chicago Wolves coming at some point. Ooh. So I'm excited for that. So that'll be a good one. We yeah. get tickets, right? Oh, hell yeah. I get complimentary tickets. Sweet. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> we'll take over the Admirals and the Wolves. Do it ourselves. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, before we get going. And I know Jay's on the show, so he'll appreciate this. How, what are the odds? Like, if you had to just make up a random, like, odd in your head that back in September, I told you that in May, both the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins would lose game seven in Boston to two South Florida teams that are both the eighth seed entering the playoffs. Weird. Uh, Yeah. And that both of those Florida teams would wind up in the finals weird oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's the, that's another part of the uh equation that i didn't think about holy crap that's uh it's yeah. a hell of a parlay but um yeah we're gonna get right into it uh question of the day i'll give that off to mac in a second but before i do just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by brackish life if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors then brackish life is perfect for you they have a wide selection of gear from uv shirts to hoodies and hats it is Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Mac, QOTD. All right, so I teed this one up for you guys. I was on my way home from work, and I was like, I thought of a good one, but it was kind of, it was kind of circumstantial, depending on some things that, like, the, depending on 
the the specific answers of you three. So I, I pulled these three gentlemen with three very vague questions, and based on their answers, I knew I could proceed with my question. So uh, hopefully, you guys are excited for this one. I know I am. Here we go. It has to do with the food industry and with uh, amusement parks. So good stuff. Um, of course, hand in hand, those things. Your, yeah, of course. <laughs> Your first option here, has everyone had the experience of either going on one or seeing one, uh, those big like drop towers, right? Like at an amusement park, Mm -hmm. you're way the fuck up in the air. And usually the big ones are just like the one big drop. Like they drop you once you get to the bottom. That's it. Some of the smaller ones, there's like the frogger ones that go up and down. But for the purposes of argument, we're focused on the big boys. All right. Your first option. Once in the morning and once at night uh, for the rest of your life, you have to get on one of these drop towers. And for this for this scenario, it's in your backyard. Right. So don't worry about having to, like, go seek it out at your local amusement park. Um, Also, for the purposes of this argument, it is the current tallest one in the world, which I looked up, by the way. It is the Zumanjaro drop of doom. Uh, in Township, New Jersey, and the drop is about about 415 feet, give or take. Um, so yeah, that's the first option. You got to get on that thing and get dropped once, like first thing in the morning, right after you wake up, and once, like right before you go to bed, like last thing you do before you go to bed. All right, everybody clear on that first option? Yes, affirmative, wonderful. Option two, also for the rest of your life, for two weekends per month. So like a Friday night, a Saturday night, and then maybe like a Sunday morning or afternoon, uh, you have to work at like the busiest, craziest restaurant in your town Um, as either a server or a bartender. You can choose each time. Um but it's like so like the month of may i believe there were what two week four weekends in it so it'd be two weekends that you have to do this and again it's a friday night shift a saturday night shift and then like the sunday brunch that weekend you got to knock them all out in the same weekend so you're giving up two full weekends to do that um and deal with you know all the customers all the stress that comes with that um yeah Question. those are the options Good question. I have some follow-up questions per usual. Of course. Um, For the restaurant, what type of restaurant are we talking here? Is this like a, we're talking like a steakhouse? We're talking like a dive bar? We're talking like an, like a, a trendy, like relatively new, kind of like all cuisine place. Like it's got. Blue Bat Kitchen. It's got burgers, but it's also got tacos. It's got beers on tap, but it's also got margaritas. You know, it's just like a big fucking well-oiled machine with a like menu a that's yard like yard house big, or a world of yeah, beer or exactly, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm. And the menu's like fucking eight pages and you can order fucking anything. <laughs> they have a thermometer for the wing sauce with like, you know, the uh-huh. chicken that's not oh, on definitely. fire and then the yes, chicken that's exactly. a lot on fire. They've got, all yeah. that. They've got so much that like as a server, it's hard to memorize like every single thing. As a bartender, it's also hard to memorize like all your specialty drinks and know how to just Cheesecake make normal factory. fucking drinks. Yes, exactly. Okay, great, cool. Great, Thank great. you. Now we've got that settled. <laughs> um, hmm. 
Jackson, what are your immediate thoughts? See, I am deathly afraid of heights. Which is um, one of the questions I asked these fellows. Um, <laughs> one of the three questions I started with. Because uh, I've gotten better. Uh, but the closest I've come to like anything like that was standing on the ledge of the ledge of the Grand Canyon. So my mom, and, and this was a few years ago, my mom and brother were on the actual ledge. And then I was one ledge back. That's as close as I'm going to get. So, and even though I hated my three months at a pizza restaurant, I would probably go with being at a restaurant every weekend and not having a deal 400 foot drop. Every if day. it helps at all, I can guarantee you in this scenario, you're not going to get hurt or anything. I don't know if that's like even part of your fear. I know a lot of people don't even like think about that part. They just like, don't like the feeling of being up there, which is, you know, do you totally know that going into it? Uh, yeah. Like they, like okay. they guarantee you, you're never going to like fall off or like die because of this. It's not going to malfunction on you. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I would say mostly my fear is just being that high up. Like, obviously, there's the fear of like it's gonna break while you're that high up, but it's made like shit. I'm super high. I, I not in the good way, and I don't want to deal with this. So, <laughs> not in the good way. I love that. That was a good one, Nick. Oh, you guys are gonna think I'm insane, but I'm gonna take the first one. I. I like, knew Nick would choose the. Uh, so, like, uh, I kind of did the second one for about a year and a half. I thought you were going to say you did the first one first. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, did the second one for about a year and a half, two years, and I don't know if I could do it again. I think I would like lose my shit at some point. I feel that I'm in a similar boat. <laughs> so I'm assuming, and I guess this may be a dumb assumption, but I'm assuming that if I were to choose the second one that would still be on top of my normal job. Like, it's not like that's my only job. That is a very good point. You have right. a normal nine to, five, nine to five job, but you also have to do that. But but you get to keep the money from serving and stuff. Like, you're still making that money. So, I mean, it's nice. I know, that's the part that's kind of... You're probably going to clean up, honestly, at like a super busy restaurant. Sure. Six days a month. You're probably... That's probably like a few, like, I don't know, five, six hundred extra bucks, depending on... Anywhere yes. from like four to six hundred, I'd say, a month. But for the rest of my life, as scared of heights as I am, I think I'm gonna take option one. Think wow. I'd take option okay. one. Wow. I, I feel like not option that. one, like that would be better than coffee to wake you up in the morning. Just so like th that's free good, falling, think about got some adrenaline night, going. How much adrenaline you're yeah. gonna have right before bed all of a sudden? You're like, Yeah, yeah. God, that, I just got yeah. dropped from four hundred feet in the air and now I gotta that would be bad. <laughs> and like, also, I was thinking about like, I know I said you're not the ride's not going to malfunction, but I'll, I'm not guaranteeing like you're not going to face any like long term issue. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure it's good. <laughs> I'm not flesh. sure it's good for the human body to be like catapulted from the sky twice a day for your whole life. Probably not. <laughs> Although, how good is the stress on your body and your mind? Like that's true. And at a restaurant, full time job and feet, a restaurant, bad yeah. meat, like, carrying big like, trays. That's a good point. Like, a and how much off. of a break do you have? Is it like a fifteen, like ten or fifteen minute break, or do you get like a half an hour to an hour? I just assumed we're doing like a double here, like nine a.m. to like ten. I was kind of picturing since you have a nine to five Monday to Friday. I was kind of picturing your Friday shift as like a five to close. 
your Saturday is like a double, like Ooh. just like open to close basically. Oh. And, then, oh. and your Sunday is just like the brunch shift <laughs> or like the football shift. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Chuck me off the tower. I'm doing the tower, <laughs> yeah. which like I, the reason I wanted to preface with those follow-up or the, uh, the pre questions for you guys was cause I could see some people listening to this and there's probably some, some people listening right now where like the first option doesn't even sound bad to me. Like, and I'm, I'm, sort of in that boat i love amusement parks and i love rides and stuff and i actually like drop rides but even i am like i don't think like what i said before i just don't think it's good for you to do that twice probably not and the and the before bed one really sits wrong with me that's could you imagine like coming home from the bar just like trashed and before you lay (laughs) down you have to go in your backyard and drop 412 feet or whatever it was everyone's like all right man i'm going to bed like your roommates and shit you're like see you in the morning you're like like, all right see you in the morning man (laughs) i just hear you just like (laughs) (laughs) dream the whole way down (laughs) you get off you're just all right good night <laughs> we have a consensus answer here i believe no i, I took the restaurant That's oh you did. did yes you did. oh I, I thought you were like prefacing your answer no with oh hey no. i'm terrified of heights too by the way if i went to the grand yeah. canyon i'd be on the ledge of the ledge of the ledge so <laughs> and but- for everyone out there the three questions i started with for these boys before the show was number one do you like amusement parks and rides of that sort? Number two, uh, are you afraid of heights? And number three, have you ever worked in the restaurant industry or the bar uh, bar scene? Because I feel like depending on your answers to those questions, you could have very different impressions of this question. Like if you've never worked in the restaurant industry, you might be sitting there like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad or whatever. But you got to know to know. <laughs> I answered one of those wrong, by the way. I realized afterwards, so. Yeah, I forgot that my soft, no freshman year of college, um, I worked at a Panera Bread for three months and then I qu- stopped because quit because it sucks so much. Counts. It counts, yeah, but man, that sucks. <laughs> that yeah. was a horrible, horrible gig. Don't ever. Wait, you said there. of college or high school? College. college. Okay, I was college. about to say you did not work at the one next to Calvert Hall, please. No. <laughs> oh my god! Now there's god. a. Now oh that's my a, god! If you made me work at that one, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. I, I will easily, easily take the roller coaster. Okay, but that time. one's not even that bad. I mean, yeah, it's high school students during the day, but they close oh. at like 9 p.m. every day. You'll be fine. Yeah, but that 3 still go out every night. That 3 30 rush hour with all those stupid little 15 year olds being yeah. assholes. And they're all the just war. getting like water cups and like a bagel <laughs> and then like fucking around. The hungover sorority girls from Towson live right across the street, too. So yeah. they're going to be there all the time. Not pick ideal. Your, pick yeah. your poison. Plus, like all the after school athletes, kids going in for like yep. carb load and all that kind of stuff. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, uh, good QOTD, Mac. I like that one. I like the uh, polling beforehand that added a yeah. little spice to thanks it. For, uh, thanks for choosing Zumanjaro, the drop of doom. I'll see you all in New Jersey. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we will move on to the conference finals wrap up. Uh, not going to go too in depth here. We all know how the series ended. This is mostly to focus on the uh, the Cup final preview. But in the East, we have the Panthers sweep the Hurricanes four nothing, and then out West, I believe we last recorded when the series was three zero. Max said he would not even entertain the conversation of the Stars winning unless it got to three two, which it did. I was thinking about that during Game Six, and then it got to three two in technicality and not much else. 
I mean, yeah, that because the second that game six started, it wasn't three to two. The second Jamie Ben stepped back onto the ice, it wasn't three to two. Yep, that is also yeah. a fair statement. Uh, we might need to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, would you have left him out of the lineup? Yes. I don't I don't think you can personally, like as the boar and like if I'm cause because that's a lose lose, right? Like it is. If you're if you're the GM and you're watching your coach like make that decision, if you even allow him to make that decision, uh and they lose, like you are fired. Like you're like that's just you cannot you're like we're paying this guy how much and he's our captain and, and you're gonna try to send a message and bench it, whatever, like but if it doesn't work and you play him, which is what happened, it's just like, well, everyone's I mean, going to say, should you have sat him? Right, exactly. So I don't think it was really even an option. Um, do I think he made the team worse? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if there was uh, a roster move that could have saved them from that. That's true. Too, so I know he's like a nightmare, like, scenario wise because he's got that no movement clause he's locked up for what is it like seven million or something ridiculous like that i think it's nine and a half oh god and i know everyone's like they're not gonna pull uh minnesota and buy this guy out i'm I'm sorry but at what point do you just bite the bullet and say you cannot play for this franchise ever again yeah i don't know man it's a sick year though that's exactly what i'm saying it's like it it's so but he did and they're right back where they started though yeah it's tough and i think it's easy to to point the finger i mean i even just said i was like their worst team with with him or whatever and like maybe that's true but i I don't know i i would have to watch more stars to like fully give an educated opinion on this but from what i can tell i mean he's still your captain he's still probably does more good than harm like most of the season when he has a good year like he did last year um so i guess you kind of just gotta hope he does that and maybe figures out the fucking extra bullshit that he always adds on top. yeah i think so two years at 33 years old no movement clause 18 or 19 million dollars left yeah i that's I feel rough. like with two years, you kind of just got to suck it up and yeah. have him for two more years. That's true. You have that be it. I mean, he'll be 35 and somebody can give him a one year fucking $2 million deal if they feel like it after that. But Vancouver. Yep. <laughs> and for, for those curious, they would get, they would still have a cap hit of 8.8 million if they bought him out for the next two years. And then like a cap hit, of like 600k the following two so yeah seems seems more worth it to just keep him and hope for the best yep what do you um i do you guys think sagan leaves i know there's a lot of discussion about whether this guy's going to stay in dallas i know a lot of teams are apparently interested in him i know i've heard of one team that plays in a city that has a lot of monuments that apparently is interested in him so what do you guys think about something like that, Mac? I really, mm. I, I don't, I don't think that would be good. There's so many other guys I think would fit better, and and that we need more. Um, I'd like to see us go after a guy like DeBrinket or um, maybe one of the guys that might be on their way out of Winnipeg, although not Shifley, but one of the other ones. I would take. Sh- Sagan over Shifley in a heartbeat. I would too, I think. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, I, I'm interested in uh, Ehlers a little bit if that's if that's an option. I'm not really sure at this point. Um, I mean, who knows what is an option, what isn't? But um, no, I, I don't really want Sagan. But like you said, if 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 we got him and they made it work, I'd, I'd be interested to see how it pans out. I do think that like somebody will probably somebody that's not the Capitals will probably make him a good offer. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, so it's just a matter of time before the Red Wings do that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he does have a no movement clause as well. So it'd be up to him to decide where he wants to go for another four years at 9.8. Like at that point, what are you willing to give up for a guy who had 50 points in 76 games? True. Very true. Joining from the phone here, uh, we are having some technical difficulties on my end. So apologies. Um, Nick, if you don't mind until I get up and running here, would you, uh, would you want to take the wheel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts here on that, uh, conference finals that was, let's be real, a total dud. Listen, you can, you can point the finger at Jamie Ben. You can say whoever didn't show up and who, you know, you can make excuses, but I think Vegas was just the better team, the better team, uh, in this series and they deserve to win. So that's kind of what it comes down to for me. I still would have set Jamie Ben simply for the fact that the stars were two and zero without him in the lineup and zero and four with him in it. That's enough reason for me. Harry, I mean, I you know, with the way that Game Six went, I think we saw that Vegas just kind of had it sitting in them all the time. So I would say Vegas was just the better team. Ottinger really didn't look that good to me at all, to be honest. Um, not trying to throw the goalie under the bus here, but. Uh, Vegas clearly better, and uh, they definitely deserve to move on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our Stanley Cup final preview. We have the Panthers coming in at a plus 105 against the Golden Knights. Yes, you are hearing that correctly. Do not go get yourself checked at minus 125. Uh, All these games are going to be on TNT. Uh, All of them are slated for an 8 p.m. Eastern start time. Here's the schedule for the first four. Game one in Vegas is going to start on Saturday. So before I read off the rest of the schedule, I feel like we need to talk about something because this is the second longest layoff that a team has had going into the cup final from one series to another. I think it's 10 days and they missed it. And I think the the earliest one was Anaheim in 03 or 01 or something like that um, by like one day. I think it was 11. Are you concerned at all about that? Uh, I'm not not concerned about it. I mean, being a Caps fan and seeing how bad that team is after a long, after even just a few six few hours off, yeah, literally. Um, but no, it'll be interesting. I mean, Vegas when the last time they were in the Cup Final 2018 against the Caps, I believe they were the ones sitting around for a little bit, not that long, but um, and and it kind of kind of had an effect on them. I mean, I know they won Game One, but. Uh, I thought they were just kind of flat footed in that series. And I think you could point at a lot of different um, situations in, in not just cup finals, but different playoff series where team has had too much time off and they lose game one and then just never, never come out of that hole. So, I mean, I hope for the Panthers sake, that's not what we see there. I hope for hockey's sake, that's not what we see here too, because it might be a quick series if that's the case, but that's kind of my two cents on it a bunch of hockey players that just had a three-day weekend in south florida guys i just want to put that out there yeah 
it's worth pointing out. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got game two in Vegas. That's going to be on Monday. Uh, this is where it starts to get a little bit weird for NHL scheduling. Game three in Florida is going to be on Thursday. So it's going to be a two-day break between games. And then we have another coming at you. Uh, game four is going to be in Florida on Saturday. Uh, let's talk about how these teams got here. And I want to start with Florida first because... They've been the team to talk about all postseason long so far. They beat Boston in seven, Toronto in five, Carolina in four. Just, I mean, that says it all right there to me. They start, you know, they started out with this 3-1 hole against the Bruins. They find a way back into this game. They find a way to tie game seven late, win it in overtime. And they've just been like the Indiana Jones boulder, you know, in the beginning of what is it? Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, just rolling downhill, steamrolling people people ever since. I mean, do you say momentum is still with this team at this point? It's such a hard thing with, like you said, that long layoff that they're on yeah. right now. I don't think it'll matter too much for them when you got the mojo going. Maybe they'll probably be a little rusty, probably in like the first five to 10 minutes of game one. But once they get their legs back underneath them, I think they'll I think they'll be fine. They they know the story that's been on them this entire playoff run as the underdog in every single series. They're going to be underdog again in the Stanley Cup final. It's it's something they're probably using to galvanize themselves. Plus, also the the dog bone that they have been using this entire playoff run and it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Also, I think there's an argument too to be to be made that by this point in the playoffs, more time off is your friend, right? I mean, you've got guys sure. that are probably pretty hurt, uh, pretty tired, pretty old, whatever it is. And for those guys, I'm sure they don't mind having having enough enough time here to really kind of recharge that battery for one final push for the big trophy. You know, I think that's uh and, you know, I'm sure Paul Maurice is going to um, strategize when they're practicing and what they're doing in practice uh, in a way that is helpful for them to kind of build that momentum back up um, heading into game one. That's what I'm hoping, at least. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't think the time off will necessarily be bad. I mean, let's not forget they had a, a four overtime game. So yep. they really played five periods worth of hockey, if not more. Um, Barkoff was a little dinged up near the end there, getting him healthy. He'll be good. I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm not surprised at the odds for the series. Uh, Vegas, I mean, probably should be the favorite. They have home ice. I don't remember a time when a team in the cup final had home ice and wasn't the favorite, but, um, I, Florida's definitely going to be carrying that momentum. I would be shocked if they didn't, they've done it what three times now. So I'd be shocked if they didn't do it a fourth. Pressure is still 100% on VGK. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the Knights. They beat the Jets in five, Edmonton in six, and Dallas in six. So sort of mirror images here. You know, as Florida's path has gotten shorter, Vegas's path has gotten more difficult. You know, they're 12 and five in the postseason. Out of those 12 wins, six of them saw March, uh, March or so or Stevenson score the game winner. Those two guys have been absolutely unreal for this team. This team has been fantastic, in my opinion. What are you guys looking for out of this team that's going to help them beat the Panthers? I think you need um, 
the goaltending be sharp. I mean, I'm just going to say the the cliche things here, right? Like goalies need to be sharp. Your stars need to be good. You need the depth scoring. If you want me to think of something that is maybe not quite as obvious that I could say is, I guess, like, I feel like the power play has been really important for a lot of the teams down the stretch here in, um, in the postseason in general. So I think maybe, maybe I go with uh, whatever team has like, the more lethal power play and is actually capitalizing on their PP chances here. Um, maybe that's who I give the edge to. Yeah. To that point, I think one of the best things that Vegas brings to the table is how balanced their offense is. They're the best five on five team in this playoffs that we've seen. They've got, I think, what is it? They've got seven players with like 11 or more points at this point. Uh, they really distribute the puck. Well, I think they're around like 18% on the power play. I think Florida's probably, 10 points above that if I remember correctly, but I think both of those teams are definitely capable of scoring. Uh, This cup final is definitely going to get interesting regardless of the outcome. A team is winning this cup for the first time. Uh, They really have only been to one, you know, each prior to this Florida went in 96 and got swept by an absolute wagon of a team in the Colorado avalanche. And then, um, Mac, what was the other one? I mean, when when did Vegas go? What was that all about? Um, I, I don't even does know. Does anyone think... does anyone know? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying yeah. to think. I think. Um, oh my god! Last one. Last one for the playoffs. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, for me, I'm just taking a look at this. My biggest concern with Vegas is goaltending. I mean, Aiden Hill has been rock solid pretty much. This entire playoff run, but how much is he going to be able to last with that? Considering most of his career, he's been a backup goaltender. Now, can he keep it got, up for? Now I've got Bobrovsky on the other side. It's a little intimidating. Exactly, but I think what's going to help them is that. And thank you, shout out to Stat News. Five of their defensemen are in the the top ten to fifteen in shots blocked in this playoffs, including two, three, and four. So. I think they're going to do a really good job of getting in front of shots. I mean, Alec Martinez is 44. Braden McNabb is 41. Alex Petrangelo has 41. So as long as they can continue to stay in front of shots and limit the amount that Aiden Hill actually sees, I think they'll, they they can do it. I think uh, Jackson, you're spot on and their decor is a huge selling point. Oh my God. It's absolutely better than Florida's. It has been fantastic all playoffs long. Those guys just eat pucks left and right. It so reminds me if I can make a parallel to the, at least the last one, the 2015 Hawks uh, defensive core. You had Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Nicholas Jalmerson. I think they still had Johnny Oduya at that point. So those four guys plus, I don't know if they had Rose Fall. I think was they had, Letty like, still there? No, Letty left after they lost to the Kings in 2014. Okay. Um, I think they had like Connor Murphy or something like that. Someone, someone in the fourth spot. But gotcha. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just a decor that gets in front of shots and can create offensive chances. Uh, one more thing about Vegas: should they win the Cup, they will be the fastest expansion team to do so. The Flyers currently hold the record at seven seasons. Uh, Vegas is currently in their sixth season here. Uh, the Oilers coming from the WHA Canada, sorry, does not count because, <laughs> duh. That's an interesting right? stat. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, that would have been a good trivia question, actually. I, I, I didn't realize the Flyers held that record. 
Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, well, obviously the circumstances are different. I think, you know, it just shows, impre- you know, how impressive that Flyers team was because uh, that, what was it, 72 expansion, basically the league just doubled in size out of nowhere. So they were pulling guys from pretty much anywhere. Yeah, that's an interesting note. Definitely something, uh, that's a good tidbit there. All right, hard-hitting time. Time to give some predictions. So I'm going to ask you guys to give me a series winner, a Conn Smythe winner, and who's the X factor in this series. Every Stanley Cup Finals got that guy. It's like maybe the guy on the third line or the fourth line that just ends up scoring like three goals in the series, maybe gets a big overtime winner. You know, for the Washington Capitals, Devontae Smith-Pelly comes to mind. I'm sure if Harrison's internet was working correctly, he would, you know, jump down our throats with Max Talbot stuff. Um, <laughs> True, yeah. You know, maybe you're uh, Vancouver and... 2011 and Alex Burroughs gets you as close as you can, but you know, you end up blowing Fuck it. Out. Uh, yeah. Fuck Alex Burroughs. Anyways. All right, Mac, this I'm going to start with you putting this you on tough. the hot seat first. All right. A winner. I'm sticking with the cats. Meow. They're winning this cup. They're not fucking, they're not making it all the way there just to lose. Uh, Con Smythe winner. I'm going to go with Matt Kachuk. That's what I said before. I really think that, He's been like the most valuable player for that team all the way through. And I think he will continue to, to do so on the biggest stage here in the final. Um, just, just to pick someone other than him for the X factor though. Um, I'm going to do something interesting, kind of like the, the Burroughs thing that you just said, I'm going to pick somebody on the Knights who I think is going to be the X factor. Um, even though I don't think they're going to win the cup. I think Chandler Stevenson is going to consider uh, continue to do everything he can to get that cup to Vegas, and I think it's going to be just not quite enough. Uh, but he has been phenomenal this postseason, and I think uh, I don't see any reason that that would uh, stop now. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I love that he's getting the attention now. I mean, we knew what a special player he was. What a great skater the guy is, too, so – um, you know, nothing but good things to say about the guy. I actually had a buddy text me the other day saying like, you know, dude, who are you rooting for? You know, cause he knows I don't really, you know, like either of these teams, or at least I didn't coming into the postseason. And, um, I, I told him absolutely rooting for Florida, but Chandler Stevenson is making me strongly consider, uh, pulling for the Knights. He's so fun to root for and fun to watch. Like you said, he's just speed demon all over the ice and he's, he's, just he's got a n- nice pair of mitts too he loves that little forehand forehand backhand through the legs there on the breakaway oh yeah i think this has been tough i think i'm gonna have to go florida i just i've picked florida against florida in every single series up to this point i picked boston i picked toronto i picked carolina it's time that i finally jump on the bandwagon and finally uh go with kitty goes meow uh, the guy I think that is going to be huge for Florida this series is going to be uh Carter Verhage. He's had some unusually clutch goals. It reminds me of um a Lekkonen from the Avalanche last year. Just some That's random comparison, random ass like big goals uh throughout the postseason. He's actually leads the team in plus minus, so team is better with him on the ice. Uh, Con Smythe. If Florida wins, it'll be Kachuk. If Vegas wins, I'm going to say Eichel. Wow. I think he's finally going to step up and 
shockingly win a Stanley Cup before Connor McDavid, even though Eichel spent a lot of time on a much worse roster than McDavid did. And you know he's going to love that, too, because, you know, oh my drafted God. second just absolutely killed him inside. I don't know if he has a Twitter, but and I don't know if Connor McDavid has a Twitter either, but I would love it if he just had just at Connor McDavid and just to him holding the cup. <laughs> just that's it. No other context needed. All right. And uh, this is Harry. Sorry, my Internet's being so shitty, <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with the. Uh... Give me um Vegas in six. I'll really buy into the whole because uh, they're my Caps fourth thing. favorite out of my nine favorite teams. Exactly, exactly. And um, <laughs> my boy Jack Eichel is the Conn Smythe winner, obviously, obviously. And um, for X Factor, since I freaking love the Toronto Maple Leafs so much, we'll go with former Leaf William Carlson. You know, he's just uh, he's just a, a beauty of a player. So that's easy for me. All right, great picks, Harry. Great picks. Uh, guys, yes, this is going to get interesting. What's up? Because the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup. No, Nick. Yeah. Oh, I do that. Nick. I toiled with this all day and I was like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to do this? Yes, I am. It's the most balanced offense. It's everything that I've seen out of them. Just look at the goalies they've been through. Hellebuck, Skinner, Ottinger. Two out of those three goalies are actually very good. So that's impressive. Uh, I don't know. I just think I this team just doesn't go away. Everything I was saying about Florida being the team of destiny last week, I saw in Vegas. I saw the way that William Carlson shut down Rupe Hintz in the conference final. That was incredible. I think the defense, the forward depth, it's all just going to be too much. And as long as Hill is okay... I think they're fine. Man, I, I kind of like the problem is I'm buying what you're selling. And like, I know all this to be true, but I'm just not willing to acknowledge it. And <laughs> I want to, I want to continue to live on my, uh, my little kitty cloud nine, nine lives, yeah. uh, a little magic carpet and ignore everything below. So um, that way, when the Panthers actually do win, I can be like, I was right. I never had a doubt. Told you. Duh. And you guys are all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I absolutely will still be rooting for the Panthers. I do not want the Knights to win the Cup. I just think it's going to happen. I think for Con Smythe, you can't overlook Marcia so at this point. The guy just continues to score big goals, That's big games. Pick. Like, I mean... Yeah. It's like every series clinching game, even if it's not like the game winner, it's like if they blow him out six, nothing, he's still going to score because it's a huge game and he, you know, steps up. He's like Verhage or Anthony Sorelli guy or Jordan Eberle, just big goal after big goal. Uh, and then All my comparisons, my X factor, mm-hmm. Keegan Colasar. This is a guy who's really Get starting to guy. find his game. You Look know, at Mr. My opinion is different than everyone else's. Over he's here. been running people <laughs> over left and right. His former team, the Thunderbirds, are kicking ass in the Mem Cup right now. So, you know, he's fired up about that. And he's starting to find his passing game, too. All right. Yeah. Hey, I like it. I, I appreciate the uh, the obscurity here, but I fully hope that you're wrong. So. Oh, me too. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Okay. Word. See, Nick, I feel like you're you're undercutting the the value of how much how much of a, a dog that's in the, the Florida Panthers right now. They have so many dogs probably right now. So. Yeah. 
cats and dogs, really. <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's very true. Let's talk number of games. Uh, we said winners. What was well, what was the official number of games here, boys? Mm, I'm gonna go. You know what? I think I said this last uh, last episode. And I want to just try to continue to will it into existence. Cats and seven. Give me another uh, seven game cup final. It's been too long since we've had that. And um, yeah, I'll be happy. I'm going to go with I've been bold this entire playoff prediction run. I had the Kraken and the Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup final heading into this. I'm going to continue to be bold. I'm going to say Florida and five. Wow. I am like we all thought that Carolina series was going to go six or seven. And look what happened. So Vegas, if Vegas lost in five again, again, oh, (laughs) please give it to me. Give it to me. So, Um, yeah, I mean, probably more logically, I'm thinking it's probably going to go six or seven. But I thought logically about every other series that's happened as the playoffs has progressed and I've been wrong. So I'm just going to go bold and say Florida in five. And uh, if you (laughs) if you made me pick, I mean, I already said Vegas in six, so. That's uh that's Harry's pick. And then um also I don't know why the fuck I said William Carlson used to be on the Leafs before. That that was wrong. I'm an idiot. And um thirdly, I actually gotta go for like a really long run right now. So <laughs> I'm not gonna be on the rest of the episode, but um I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Uh I'm gonna go knights and seven. I feel like I have to do like the responsible thing and like put the seven games out there into the world to will it to Ooh, seven games. So congratulations to the Florida Panthers on sweeping the Vegas golden Knights in the Stanley <laughs> cup final. <laughs> there we go. Love yes. it. Uh, let's get into some discussions, but before we do, I just want to take this opportunity to remind everyone that this portion of the episode is brought to you by cane footwear. I was at the beach all week. Didn't really feel like wearing flip flops on the beach. They're annoying. You know, you have to take them off before you go down the stairs to cross the dunes you get sandburst stuck in the bottom of them those go up in your feet it sucks so i just put my cane footwear on which you see jackson holding up right now super comfortable super cool on the beach came back up you know afterwards sprayed them off with the hose all the sand is gone head to the link in our bio to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own and may I just add that I also wore mine to the beach uh, on Lake Michigan this past weekend. My roommate came with me. He has a pair. He was rocking his as well. And um, we got lots of questions while we we're out there. Of, what are those? Where can I get them? So, uh, yeah, go buy some. They're sweet. Yeah, check them out. Sweeping the nation. Uh, discussions. Let's get into it. The Florida Panthers. Did you guys watch them wrap up that series? Sure did. Okay. Uh, They had no issue touching that Eastern Conference trophy, whereas the Vegas Golden Knights did not touch the one from the West. What were your thoughts on that? And what are you doing in that situation? So I think the Panthers definitely made the right call. I loved, uh, I think, was it Kachuk's explanation for it? Somebody said it that was like, we made it all the way to fuck here. We're touching that trophy. We earned it. Like, and I think that's the exact right attitude. If you're Florida, you don't have any reason to be superstitious right now, man. You're just doing things right, and you're this far. You earned it. Go freaking touch that trophy and celebrate, even though there's still some more work to be done. Um, Vegas, I don't know. Recently, I've kind of gotten away from the the superstition in general. It seems like more and more teams are just touching it. 
and no one's having a problem. And I saw some stat that was like, this team touched it. This team touched it. This team didn't. These teams won, whatever. And, and there's like, just no The sharks are the only one to get screwed over by touching it. <laughs> right. But there's like, like that just proves there's like no fucking correlation to this shit. And I know obviously I'm like, everybody knows that it's just a superstition or whatever. But I don't yeah. know. At this point, I'm like, touch the fucking trophy, take it off the ice and shut the fuck up. Ovi did it. That yeah. makes it okay, right? Exactly. Although... I think- I will say that Vegas did touch it in 2018. So maybe that's maybe that's why they're not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much why. I did you guys see Kachuk like grab the trophy like before Barkov even touched it? Yes. Okay. No. Can we talk about that for a second? Like oh he didn't even shake the dude. I don't I, I'm assuming it was just Bill Daly. He didn't even shake the guy's hand. He just grabs yeah, he the just trophy went right over there. And was, but that's my point. That's kind of the sentiment for these guys. They're like, holy shit. Look at this. We just won the Eastern like, Conference final. Give me that. Like, dude, you're not the captain. Like, yeah, I mean, that that's probably breaking, uh, breaking a little bit yeah. there, but I can't be too pissed at him. Dude's excited. No, they're fired up. I, I, I'm going to touch it. Yeah, you absolutely made it yeah. there. I mean, don't like carry it around and like kiss it and like pass it around like the cup. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. But like if you're, you know, on the way, like back to the bench, like captain holds it up, gives it like a, a quick yeah. like fist Fuck pump. Yeah, yeah, boys. That's great. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Next one. Who were you more disappointed by in the conference finals, Dallas or Carolina? That's a tough one. I think we kind of touched on this with a similar question uh, an episode or two ago. But um, I mean, I I guess you have to say Carolina, right? They they got swept. They couldn't even win one game. I mean, fucking Rod Brindamore in his post game conference. I all respect to the guy, but he sounded drunk or something. He was like, uh, "We didn't, uh, we didn't lose." That's the game. worst quote I've heard since. I mean, we, we did. Said. If you look at it, we did, but we didn't. You can't tell me we lost four games. Like, dude, just holy shit! Do you even know yeah, what? Just yes, we can to you? Like, tell you that. Yeah, Jeez. like, dude didn't even know what to say about. Like, yeah, I think I would have to go with. That's crazy. The season they just had and the postseason they just had, and they can't win a game against the Panthers in the ECF. That's crazy. I what did he say? Like yeah. we didn't lose four games. I'm like, yeah. He's or, like, you can't. Sit what do you think is we happening right games. now? Like, yeah. And then he's like, I mean, I know we did, but like we didn't. <laughs> like I don't know how you even say that, but like, oh well, technically I was half right, so you know it's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually gotta say Dallas guys. I've been really like. I've been a J Rob truther all year. You guys know that I probably beat that thing dead, but I just thought they were going to figure it out at some point instead of this inconsistency continuing throughout the postseason. I mean, Carolina, when they were down three Oh, I was like, they're done. I mean, at least Dallas, you know, they're down three Oh, they've got a little bit more fight. They come back and then just lay that absolute egg in game six. Maybe I'm just a little bit bitter because both of those elimination games between the NHL and NBA that night were complete duds, but I'm going to say Dallas. Yeah, I was also I was I was excited to watch both of those and there wasn't much to be excited about. But I think uh, I went to bed at like 930. I was like, this yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to have to. I'm going to say Dallas, too. I mean, yes, the three of the first four games were in overtime, but two of the most important games they lay an absolute dud game three they lose four nothing game six you lose six nothing like yes carolina lost every game but every game was within one and was very winnable they 
It's like, and that, that's they, what Brenda Moore was getting at. Right. Being like, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. right in it, which I get, but he still sounded absolutely off his rocker. They and, don't ask how they ask how many. Yeah. And it's like, you say like, oh, we were in every game, but we just didn't do enough. That's what you say. That's what you say as a head coach. Not like, oh, we, we, we didn't lose four games. We just kind of right. lost four <laughs> yeah. games. Like, no, exactly. you, sound like, you sound like an idiot, but yeah. But yeah, definitely Dallas. They they played worse, and I think yeah, they just look so so bad. Yeah, they definitely played worse. I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, what storyline are you most looking forward to in the Stanley Cup Final? I know we got a bunch of them. We got the Stall Brothers. That's a big one. We've got the goalie battle. Mac, what are you looking forward to the most? You know, I said this when we got to our our weird um kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? Twilight Zone-esque Final Four that I was like, well, one of the cool potential remaining storylines here is we could see uh, Jonathan Marcheseau against the Panthers who abandoned him. Uh, Big revenge series for him. So I I think that's kind of an interesting storyline, something maybe some of the fans don't know about, um, some of the newer NHL fans anyway. But yeah, I mean, they, 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 the Panthers being they, chose not to protect him back in the uh what 2017 18 yep. expansion draft and then um he's one of the few golden knights that is, remains on that team from the original VGK squad so um that'll be an interesting one that I'm that I'm kind of looking into yeah to echo everything you just said I think an, another player is Riley Smith same situation um and that's a storyline those two guys going at their former team you know they're going to bring it True. Uh, I forgot about that. That's oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited about uh those guys getting the chance to, you know, Florida's been sticking it to everyone this year. So these guys are gonna get to stick it to them, hopefully. Or hopefully imagine or if Vegas not. won it and it was in Florida too. And wow. those boys just get to lift it up in front of their former crowd and be like, just like cruise Dang. by the GM suite with <laughs> that would be pretty that would be pretty badass, honestly. I would have to admit. Yeah. Mine's a little bit more like basic. I know every matchup looks at the goaltending, but I think this one is especially interesting where you have a guy who everyone has belittled and made fun of for being overpaid and Bobrovsky finally turning into Columbus Bobrovsky, where he's a two-time Vesna winner. And then you got a career backup in Aiden Hill, who for the most part has carried Vegas through this through this run. Yes, he's got a good defense in front of him, but he's played spectacularly a lot of this postseason so i think that's going to be the most interesting thing for me um i love watching goaltenders play i think they're heavily underrated in terms of how important they are sometimes but I, i'm extremely excited to see this goalie matchup they do play 60 minutes a night man yep sometimes more uh, i think that's going to be a fantastic goalie matchup sometimes I think less sometimes less there you go um, I, I know two that have done that a lot. Uh, in your opinion, who has the momentum advantage heading into the Stanley Cup final? We kind of touched on it earlier. This is a tough one, honestly, though. I mean, you could make an argument for both. I think um I wish I knew off top of my head, Jackson, maybe this is something you could look up relatively quickly, how many um current VGK members were on the team that lost to the caps in 2018. Um, I don't know how quickly you'd be able to get that, but I think it's six. Um, well, either way, I, I, I know some of the main ones are still there, and I think that matters a little bit. I definitely think there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I mean, this has been the team branded as the team with the chip on their shoulder anyway, because of 
um, they're misfits, right? That's that's what everyone right. talks about. They're, they're guys who their team didn't want them, a lot of them, or at least the ones from the expansion draft. Um, but I think that there's a little something extra from tasting it your first season in Vegas in 2018 and and then didn't even make the, play, uh, the playoffs last year. And then all the other years you had some sort of bullshit, either the freaking Sharks comeback thing or, you know, this or that. And so maybe you could make the argument that Vegas kind of has some momentum just like that's been building for years. But I think if you're talking about like this season, it's hard not to go with the cats just because of the insane run they've been on and how, again, how little pressure there is on them still. I mean, if they lose, no one is going to like make fun of them or say shit or whatever. It's all, it's just, wow. What, like what a run it was for them. They should be proud. Whereas if VGK loses, they are getting made fun of. Like, badly. oh, they're gonna be pissed. Like, they're gonna go yeah. into that locker room after the game and go, "How do we fix this? This is a problem." No, it's Whereas, gonna be a huge ass thing. Whereas Florida is, everyone's are, gonna want to stay now. No, literally, all the, all the like players, coaches, staff—they're all gonna have to answer those hard questions if Vegas loses. Whereas the Panther, I mean, they they already fucking did the hard part. It's like, sure, we made it here. Anything else is gravy. It's been gravy since they won one game against the Bruins, basically. <laughs> like, and, and let's talk about gravy. for. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm in total agreement with you. I think the momentum has to be all with the Panthers. I mean, you got Matthew Kachuk going on NBA pregame on TNT. This is the team that everyone's talking about. I had OG friend of the program, Patrick Shea, come up to me at the Ocean Pines Yacht Club and go, dude, Florida, right? Like, I mean, everyone is excited about this team. So uh, I'm fired up about them. I know I didn't pick them. Hopefully they can get it done. But I'm saying they have the Mo advantage for sure. I have been slowly but surely digging through this uh, this roster for Vegas, and I believe it is six players. Uh, you got William Carrier, Carlson, Riley Smith, Shea Theodore, uh, Braden McNabb, Zach, and Zach Whitecloud. Right. You said March or so, right? He was in there. Uh, no. So that's seven. Was he? He was part of the original squad, wasn't it? It should be March or so. Carlson, Smith, Theodore, Martinez. Or maybe not Martinez. Did they bring I mean, him over? No, Jack I Allen. think they brought him in. I think um, they brought him in. McNabb. Right. Yeah. Uh, Martinez was traded well, during the 1920s. Okay. okay. But I guess I guess you should count any. They don't have to have been picked from the expansion draft, but you should count anyone who was playing for them in the in the cup final during their first year. So like if they made any uh, trade deadline, because okay. that would still fall. Basically, what I'm trying to figure out is who's still pissed off from losing the cup. Right. Final in 2018. Yeah. I think most of the guys I have here are were were. You'd, yeah. You know We're who we don't have to worry about is Colin Miller because he's already playing golf right now. But oh, um, oh. <laughs> sorry. Pat anyway, Jones. we don't need the exact number. Thanks for looking it up anyway, Jackson. But no problem. That's uh, yeah, I think that plays a little bit of a role regardless. Let's move on to the news. Biggest hockey news, I think, to come out over the last week has to be this. Let's talk world championships for a minute, something you probably never thought you would hear on Empty Betters, but the host country, Latvia, won their first ever medal at the IIHF World Championships, defeating the United States in overtime to win bronze. Uh, The scenes from downtown Riga were insane of the team landing there, of the parliament basically declaring the Monday a national holiday. I had no idea, but hockey is the national sport of Latvia, 
the overwhelming support and the love and the excitement that I saw from this this team and these players, I was like, dude, I don't even care that the United States lost. Like, I'm just so happy for it these was people. Sick. Did you see the uh, the Elvis Mers Lincoln's quote? Yeah, that was super cool. For those of you who don't know, um, Blue Jackets goalie, um, really, really positive guy in general. But he's uh, he had a real cool co- quote that was just like super positive about how the Latvian team is on the up and up, and he's so proud of everyone that's on that team and. Yeah, it was cool. Cool to see. But like the whole entire country like showed out for for them getting their their first medal. So it, that's a really cool scene to see. And the world championship over here in North America is not a big deal. Like Milan Lucic was playing on Team Canada. What? So just, I love that that's how you like just, explain what? that it's, it's not older big... guys and it's like, true. like and Adam like Fantilli random. is like dangling through people like Connor sure. McDavid. So you you know like, yeah. you know. No, it's a weird one. Apples and very soggy oranges here. But, um, you know, it's a huge deal in Europe. Like those teams train for that all year. They've got a squad that's playing together for that tournament all year. It's in their country, which, by the way, oh, my God, when can we go to Riga? Like, I don't know if you guys saw any shots from that crowd, but I feel like empty betters would do very, very well. LOL. Well, Yeah. uh, yeah, maybe someday. And then words of the magic coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk some news here uh, in terms of hirings and signings, because we've had a bunch of very important ones and then some that, you know, just haven't really been announced officially. Shockingly, I don't know what's up with that, but uh, the Maple Leafs have hired Brad Trilliving as their next GM. What do you guys think about this move? Feels like a hot, hot decision. You know, it's something you might even say is on fire or uh, might set your franchise up in flames some might say um what are you doing man oh my god yeah i don't know i don't know that's a weird one i didn't because <laughs> you I know mean... it, it went so well in calgary right and it's going right. so well in toronto right, right now yeah, yeah it, it's it's not like uh, they just traded their american star who they had who they made they made, made very disgruntled like, we want the guy who made both of their american yeah. stars Give me the oh, guy yeah. who made the worst decision of last entire hockey season. Give me him. Well, that guy got fired from the Leafs. True, actually. After he signed those goalies, but that's <laughs> oh, ah, man. I don't know. I don't know, but like I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough for Leafs fans, especially if what happens with Kachuk happens with Austin Matthews. I think he's got one year left this current year, like it's going to be tough. And I have a feeling, I feel I have a weird feeling that Matthews is going to want to go to an American team at some point. I think they all kind of want to do at this point. Yeah. I think they're just kind of tired of dealing with whatever's going on in Canada. That's making them like, I don't want to be here anymore. Let's go ahead and move on with the Preds. Uh, they hire Andrew Brunette and can John Hines within about 24 hours of each other. What do you guys think of that move? I think this one was probably due, and I love this for the Preds. I think it's a great move for them. I know I texted you guys as soon as I heard the announcement. I did think it was kind of weird how they did that, where like they fired him at like the last minute and then just already clearly had this guy lined up and hired, ready to go. Um, I feel like you don't see that play out that way that often, but to each their own, I suppose. But yeah, I think it's a great hire. I think he'll fit in well there um, under the whole Barry Trotz GM empire. And I mean, I think we're seeing a lot more and more that 
former players are just becoming even greater coaches than they they already were. And I mean, he did a really good job being put in a tough situation after Joel Quinville was fired from Florida. So yes, they lost uh, in the second round, but that was to the eventual uh, team that made it out of the Eastern Conference. So I think there's not can't put too much blame on that. So I think it'll be really good. Uh, for Nashville as a Blackhawks fan, I, I hate it a lot yeah. now that I actually kind of realize who he is. Um, so hopefully the Predators do bad and he gets fired again and I can just laugh at the Predators not allowing Blackhawks fans in unless they get by another ticket. So Sounds good. Uh, the Washington Capitals have hired a new head coach. Let's dive into this real quick. They have hired Leafs assistant Spencer Carberry as their head coach. Carberry previously spent the last two seasons as an assistant with the Leafs. Prior to that, the 41-year-old guided the Caps AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears, to the league's best season record in 2021 and was named the AHL Coach of the Year. And then prior to that, he coached the South Carolina Stingrays and was the youngest head coach in the league at the time at 29. So... We got a little stud coming up here for the Caps. Uh, Mac, what do you think about this? All right, so I've got, I'll be quick, but I have a couple reasons why I like it and maybe one or two of the why I don't. I'll start with why I like it. Um, he's got a great track record with our um, our youth. You know, we heard Nick talk about the Stingrays and the Hershey Bears. He's done great things uh, with both those organizations. Um, and, you know, he, he's he's got a good track record from players too. Um, there's a, an app where players can go on and like anonymously rate coaches and write reviews and stuff like that. It's kind of like a rate my professor type beat for all you college heads out there. Um, But yeah, the ones I was, that I was able to see were all like glowing reviews being like Spencer's like an unreal coach, really good dude as well. And like, but the only other thing that I'm a little concerned about is like the whole hasn't been a coach in the NHL thing. I mean, that always, worries me a little bit you never know quite what you're gonna get and i always i mean i hate to say it but i think back to the todd reardon thing where it's like sure maybe this guy's an okay assistant coach but the assistant coach and the head coach have very very different roles on a hockey team and the assistant coach is almost like the good cop versus the bad cop for a lot of teams not everyone for does sure. it that way but it's almost like the assistant coach is like your friend your buddy somebody you can really kind of level with a little more um I'm glad he's at least not going from like being an assistant on the caps to a head yes. on the caps. Cause he doesn't already have that relationship with our players, except maybe Rasmus Sandin kind of weird, but True. Um, no, I, I think it'll be a good hire and I'm excited to see what a younger guy does for the caps. I know there's a lot of caps fans that are ready for somebody like that. So I'm on board for the most part and I'm excited to see what happens. It seemed like this was going to be the decision all along. So I don't think anybody's too surprised. I'm pretty happy with uh, the thought of a younger coach and ideally a player's coach coming in to just put the fun back in that locker room. I mean, the Washington Capitals have always been a fun hockey team. I think anyone that has ever encountered them outside of the rink knows exactly what I'm talking about, but those guys like to have fun, and those guys are a bunch of goofballs. I think if you put a, a player's coach in there who can kind of be a little bit one of the boys and then, you know, steer them in the right direction. And, uh, you know, Mac, to your point, you know, yeah, he hasn't been a head coach in the NHL, and hopefully he goes into that locker room and says, you know what, you guys have done this. You know, you know, 60% of you in this room have done this. You know, be leader, step up, show us the way, and let's go do it again. Uh, I've been here the whole time. 
didn't cut out for 30 minutes. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your voice, I, I thought earlier you had like a frog in your throat or something like that. And I thought you said you were going for like a really long run and never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank BGE for sponsoring this episode. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, lost power for about 30 minutes. I'm back. Uh, it's a cute thought, Nick. 60% of the guys have, uh, you know, taken a shot of vodka in that locker room at one point. So that's nice. Uh Ovechkin coaches the team. I don't really think like, dude, he literally is going to run the team there. This guy is not going to like walk in here and put in some system. Like, I don't know about run the team, but he's definitely got like the Mario card. He he ran the team. I mean, Ovechkin runs the team. So whatever Ovechkin wants to do, they're going to do. And that's that. I think I think they literally hired a guy who's just going to let Ovi do what he wants, which I don't think Laviolette did is what I kind of gathered. So. Alex um, LaCoach. Alex LaCoach. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. We'll see how that works out. Um, I kind of am sad I missed the, the cup predictions. That one kind of bothered me. But You didn't uh, miss it. Everyone <laughs> heard you say it. <laughs> Vegas and six. That's it. All right. Uh, let's talk some American League here before we wrap up. Uh, as we speak, the Hershey Bears are currently up three to one in their series against the Rochester Americans and can close out tonight. Currently, the score is one nothing Americans in the second period. This team has been so fun to watch over the last couple of days. Uh, if you guys haven't caught their games, they're all being televised on NBC Sports Washington. Check them out. Bunch of great hockey players. Alexi Protus is on fire for this team right now. Uh, and hopefully some good things coming uh, to the big boys next season. Mac, get us caught up on the West. All right. So Admirals dropped the first two games out in the hot, hot, hot Palm Springs of Coachella Valley against the Firebirds. Um, but they came back uh, to Milwaukee, one game three. And um, so they're sitting down two one in the series. Game four is the day you're listening to this. If you're listening on the day it drops, that would be June one uh thursday and if you're listening to this right now and it is still june 1st uh head over the empty betters instagram story because i am at that game right now and i am posting stories from the arena and i'm with all my guys and i'm having fun and you're gonna want to see the videos so uh yeah i'll be there to cheer the guys on and hopefully tie this series up i I know i talked a lot about how i really want to see a bears admirals cup final get my dad out here. We can both go to the game in Milwaukee and be villains. Um, Bears are doing what they need to do, but uh, I don't want to see, I don't want to, I can't go to no games in in Hershey or Coachella Valley. So that doesn't really do much good for me. Uh, Need the, need the Merles to win on Thursday. That's a big one. Yeah. Hopefully they nod it up. Also worth noting. um, If you've been paying actual close attention, um, the goalie who's been playing for Milwaukee, the whole playoffs, Askarov, um, did not play game three. I think it was just because they lost the first two and they wanted to switch it up. So they went to uh, Cooley, who's like a little bit more tenured in the AHL. He, he okay. was kind of their guy a little bit like last year um, and then lost the job. But um, yeah, he, he, he was lights out in game three. Sorry. Yeah, game three. So it'll be interesting to see who starts uh, game four. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, now that we're done wrapping up the AHL, let's get into some trivia to close out the episode. Just a reminder, trivia segment is sponsored by Elwood's Liquor and Tap. Support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwood's, home of the Pizza Luge, located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street. This 70s-inspired bar has a little something for everyone. From daily happy hour, rotating taps, free birthday perks, and a Four Seasons patio, a good time is always around the corner with the full NHL package plus TV screens indoors and out. Hockey fans can watch any game, anytime. Uh, yeah, make sure you head over for the cup finals. They'll be showing every single game and they've got drink deals too. If you're wearing cats or Knights gear and your team's, uh, if your team scores, that is, you get a free shot of Pink Whitney for every goal. So uh, definitely rock your gear, rock your team, and don't leave your dogs at home too. They're a dog friendly bar. So, uh, Bring them on down. Uh, I'd say bring your cats to be in theme with the uh, Panthers, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to tell you to do something that's not allowed. I'm not sure how they feel about that. So uh, leave leave the felines at home for now. But uh, we'll get back to you on that one. Okay, trivia. Y'all ready for this one? This is a. Uh, Sir, I'm okay. I'm a little worried. This might be too easy, but it could go either way. It could. Well, as long so, as you don't throw another Scott Young at us, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> well, just we forgot to tell the audience. If you listen to that episode where we couldn't get Scott Young, he got like nominated for the for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, dude played like a that. thousand games, like seven hundred <laughs> goals or something. And these boys texted me like and were like, "Motherfucker, seven hundred points or whatever so it was." Stupid. This guy's <laughs> getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um. All right. Well. Let's jump on in. This one, I'll leave it. I'll leave the whole thing vague, and there probably be like uh, two or three blanks you could fill in here. Most of them will be pretty easy. There's really only one that I'm thinking will be hard. Maybe the power right. came on just in time. Let's go. All right. So on June first, 2011, uh, this team beat their opponent one to nothing in Game One of the Stanley Cup Final. And this player scored the only goal of the night with just 19 seconds left in the third period. This other player made 36 saves to become just the sixth goalie in NHL history to earn a shutout in his first Stanley Cup final start. So you've got actually got what four blanks here. You've got team one, team two. Those should be really easy. Mm. Uh, The only goal scorer and then the goalie for the winning team. And I, I am upset because I know Nick knows all four of them right away. I think I do. I know the first two. Yeah. The last two, I'm a little, I'm thinking. Because I remember the starters. Be... I remember the starters for both teams. I can't remember. So, so, Jackson, tell us the teams. Let's get that out of the way. So, it's the Bruins and the Canucks. Yep. yep. Ding, ding, ding. All right. So, we've, we've got the first two knocked out. Then, Harry, can you tell us the goalie? You should be able to figure this one out. So the goalie who won game one, uh, this is, uh, yeah. Game one, mm-hmm. they won either the Canucks or the Bruins won one to nothing. Yeah. And they scored the game winning goal with 19 seconds left in the third. And this goalie made 36 saves and became just the sixth goalie in NHL history to earn a shutout in his first Stanley cup final start. So I might not, I'm trying to remember who won Wait. game one. I want to say, was I that- want to say the Canucks won. I was gonna say, was that Bobby Lou's? I was gonna Stanley say Bobby Cup? Lou. Yeah, it is Bobby Lou. Roberto oh. Luongo. Thank okay. God. All right, 
does before we let Nick do this, do either <laughs> of you feel like you know who scored the one goal for the Canucks with 19 seconds left in the third to win it one nothing? I have a guess. Mm-hmm. I have a guess. All right. Because he was mentioned earlier in the episode. I'm going to say it was Alex Burrows. That's who I was going to say. Fair guess, but it is wrong. This player was <sighs> most certainly not mentioned earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, finish her off. You guys are done. Let, let me well, get I mean, one more. Let if me you have more. it, you have. Okay. If you, I was going to say, if you have it, you have right. it. Was it a, a Sadine twin? It was not. No. Okay. Then I'm, I'm cooked. It's like a little bit of a deep cut player, but you should all know who this is. He's pretty iconic for not for scoring goals necessarily. I will have one last guess. All right. Okay. Is it BXA? It no, is not. but you're like, you're barking up the right tree, sort of. Okay. Rafi Torres. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Rafi okay. Torres. I just thought that was a fun one. When I saw that one, I was like, oh, we got to get a Rafi Torres trivia question going. That was a good, was a good one. Yeah. You guys were close, though. Burroughs got the OT winner in game two, and BX oh. got the OT winner in the game before to yep. send them to the cup final. Right. Damn, the Canucks blew a 2-0 lead. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why they burned the city down. Um, yep. not, yeah, that justifies it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yep, okay. That's all of it. Uh, before we wrap up the show, since I missed for like the whole preview because BGE decided to, you know, sabotage me. Um, who do you guys have for the cup final? I, I, I'm i not going to go into it deep. Just who do Well, you we got? already heard you tell us. Yeah, I'm confused what you're, you were here the whole time, oh. dude. You get hit in the head or something? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that, uh, I got to go take a sip. The BGE water. thing <laughs> says, wire down, red alert, don't go near, you'll get hurt. Did you not hear that part or like, cause you probably got hit in the head by like the freaking. Well, I got Yeah. I got hit in the head coming so. down or something. And then now you forget you were here the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. That I hate a, my life. Sometimes. That was a deep cut for anyone who grew up in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. I hate so, my life sometimes. 75% of her. <laughs> I hope so. The other, the other 25 are like, what the Honestly, fuck are these morons? Look it up. About? BGE I, commercial I kinda, circa 05 or some yeah. shit. And I do not, do not, do not touch. A message for BGE. <laughs> oh God. You just brought up a lot of memories. Now mm-hmm. it's now it clicked. Yeah. Um. Okay. Don't tell me fun. Uh, Harry, quick uh, question for you real quick. I asked these guys what storyline, what matchup they're looking forward to in the cup final the most. Do you have one that stands out to you? I like the coaching matchup. I think it's a Ooh, good one. That's a no good one. one. No, no one, one said, said that. that. Yeah. I like, uh, I think Cassidy getting canned, you know, first kick at the can with the Knights. That's a big fuck you to Boston. And then Maurice, you know, he kind of ditched Winnipeg because they had some locker room issues and now he's on a team. Um, that nobody thought would be here, and here they are. So two guys uh, who are in the cup final. I think Nikki probably said this with their teams in their first season, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think both of these teams kind of have like Island of Misfit Toys vibes about them, which (laughs) should make for a very fun cup final. Yeah. Yeah. Please just let it be competitive, please. If there's one thing I'm asking, please, six or more games. That's all I'm asking. And like such a great first round. Like. Just, just don't least, ruin it. I want six or more games. I want at least two overtime games, and I want no goals decided by more than like two, maximum three goals. Yeah, yeah. Really, Within the final ten minutes, too. Cats are six and zero in overtime so far. So just keep that in mind. And uh, nine and zero going back to twenty twenty one. Let's go! Wow. I have one bold take, and then we'll let y'all go. Here's my bold take. 
I truly believe this too. I think whoever wins game one is probably going to win the series. And I know that sounds okay. overreacting, but Florida in the past two series has stunned everybody coming out game one on the road and winning. But Vegas, I don't know, man. I just feel like you don't want to give them that momentum off the start with home ice. So uh, that's my bold take. That's probably what everyone said in 2018 too, but does anyone remember who won game? Living in the past. Oh, man, uh, just saying. More no, recent. Now you guys are watching some, AHL playoffs. So, yeah. that's and, and, and and where are the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins? Are they oh! all, they're also playing golf along with the other Penguins. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm about to hire Kyle Dubis, and we're gonna run this shit back. You guys can't because that that went so well. Because running it was supposed to be announced what the last four fucking days in a row. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned. Is everything okay with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I heard. Last I heard from our good friend Nick Bowens, he uh, he DM'd me on Monday at 8.29 in the morning, I respect that, and said, 90% chance that Dubas is GM and president of the Pens is what I'm hearing. Hope you guys are fired up. And I replied to him, I said, thank you very much. You guys you guys are mean. He's being a nice guy to me. But but why isn't it announced? Yeah, I, I mean. I work yeah, on but... contracts. It's fun. Hmm. Okay. It's fine. Harry, take it for someone with me who's dealt with a GM who likes to run things back. Run, run! <laughs> no, I ain't running. We're... Traded Panarin for Brandon Saad, getting Patrick Sharp back for no fucking reason, getting Andrew Ladd back for no fucking reason. Yeah, run. But... Loves his nostalgia. <sighs> yeah, nah. All you right, know, he's let's been get wor- the fuck out of here, huh? All right, real quick before we wrap up, first goal score in game one, go. Wild Bill, Carter Verhage, Chandler, the Duke. Wow, love that. Love. Good answers. I almost I almost took a page out of Nick's book and said Keen Colesar, but I had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right. That's enough of that nonsense. <laughs> All right, everybody. Appreciate the love and support as always. Thanks once again for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.